Howdy, all y'all jackaroos. <laughs> the crew of Rogue Padron is back for another rootin' tootin' season of everyone's favorite milestone monger, the Mandal... The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yeah! <laughs> the Mandalorian. <laughs> What's a milestone monger? It is a wanderer. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's what that cowboy dictionary told me. <laughs> Can't argue with that. We ain't gonna provide a recap of season one, but if this is your first rodeo with the Podgalorian, y'all blue bellies better saddle up for all y'all experienced cowpokes. Grab your sarsaparillas and enjoy as we meet the marshal. Oh my god. Interesting. Um, How many hours did you stand in front of a mirror practicing this monologue? (laughs) To be honest, I did read it several times out loud. (laughs) 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 And technically, I could do all of these notes with this voice, but I... (laughs) I think no one will listen to our episodes ever again. <laughs> I can I can lay my twang on thick a little bit just to, you know, offset it. I might oh I might go into it sometimes for some lines, but like Yola off to my hot. I just I just want everyone to know that I could do all of this with that accent. Tonight is tonight is torture staff with our southern accents night. Yeah. It um, is. Ugh. My favorite night. <laughs> Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated. Life's like this, you. You fall, then you crawl, then you break, and you take what you get, and you turn it into. Honestly, you promise me I'm never gonna find you faking. No, no. So, so, chapter nine, the marshal. Uh, Mando and the baby are walking through a town, and we see some 3PO graffiti. That's what's important Yes. About that. Is that what that was? Because I thought it was. It was, 3PO was. Gra- it was definitely okay. 3PO. I saw it, and I was like, hey! 3PO. It's 3PO. So. Can we just, like, I mean, I know we just jumped in, but, like, we're watching new Star Wars in 2020. That's kind of. I'm like that's kind of fun. It is. It is I got. Fun. I forgot it's how so excited nice. I was about it. <laughs> it's so nice like, to like Star Wars again. I'm a <laughs> And like the timing of them be the timing of them being like we're gonna take a break from live movies and the fact that it lined up with this pandemic is really like nice. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I think I tweeted something to the effect of like I love Star Wars. I had just forgotten about it. Which yeah, you did, and I related to that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's how this episode made me feel. I watched it with Aubrey, and the entire time we were both just, like, nearly in tears because we forgot how much we loved Star Wars. <laughs> it's it's not is it, is, it, uh, is it too early to break out a hot take? Mm, oh, God. No. no. This Go episode of The Mandalorian was just as stupid as The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. <laughs> and so yeah. everyone praising this who's simultaneously criticizing Tross, I see yeah. you. Yeah, I feel oh, like it's. Really I feel stupid. like it's a tone. I feel like it's a tone thing, though. 
Because, like, this ridiculous story sets up with the episodic nature of the Mando, whereas Trost is supposed to be, like, this big thematic conclusion to the whole, like, Skywalker saga. So I can understand if people are like, yeah, Skywalker was a bit goofy. And this is a bit but goofy, but it's okay. that's not their it's criticism, episode- though. <laughs> I had a friend... <laughs> that's- I, I, I don't particularly like Tross, and I'm just trying to explain myself a little bit. But um, whatever, we, we had move on from that. We we had a friend visit at our house recently um, over the last couple of days who was like talking to me about Star Wars, and she was saying that like the Rise of Skywalker, she didn't like it at first, and then she went and saw the original movies in um, cinemas, which has been happening here because the cinemas don't have anything else to show. Um, and she was like, "Revenge of the Sith fucking sucks. It's stupid as fuck. It's so stupid." Like, the twin plot twist? That's so stupid! <laughs> she was so mad about it. She's like, now I like The Rise of Skywalker, because it's just like Revenge of the Sith, not Revenge of the Sith, the other one, Return of the Jedi. And I was like, I appreciate it when non-Star Wars fans like Star Wars being goofy. <laughs> so much. It's a pretty unique perspective. Because the Star Wars fans always forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars fans forget a lot of things. <laughs> I like I like Mando for that reason. Yeah, I like, like it because it, it's got that camp. Yeah, like this episode, like Danny was saying, was pretty dumb. It's, it's like so let's stupid. get the cowboys to kill a space worm. Like that's the moment he like walked it. into that village and it was like, oh my god, this is such a stupid western. <laughs> they said the marshal Ash, and I was did- like, oh my god. Ash, did your opinion of Trost change? Because as I recall, you led the two episodes where we were the Trost defense squad. Yeah, it changed a lot. Oh, no. I really don't like it. Random. Yeah. Well, this this isn't a Trost episode, so let's get back to Yee. Everything must come back to Trost. No, everything (laughs) must come back to Yee and Haing. Yee and Ha. So the Mando ends up at a fight ring and he's told to enjoy the fights and yes we will. Um so we Gamorreans. The Gamorreans. Yeah, the old Gamorrean look real tacky. I love that. They look just like they do it. in the original trilogy. It's so I good. I know they look worse than they do in the original they do. trilogy. They, they don't do. look worse than they do in the original trilogy. Yes, they do. It's just that there's worse. higher it's because higher definition camera. Higher definition around that looks better. Dude body and then a Gamorrean head on top. Like they didn't do. Well, any they couldn't find the rest of the like costume. The, All they could find was the head. Bodies. So what are they supposed to do? I think it would have been hard to do the wrestling and the body. No, no, it's garbage. It's because it's because they Fair had enough. right. It's because they wanted to do those fight moves, and so therefore they didn't pack on a bunch of prosthetics. But like, it looks bad. I think it looks bad. <laughs> I didn't think it looked that bad. I was just like, hell yeah, they look stupid as fuck, and I was in. I am not picky. <laughs> I don't like it when aliens look bad. It makes me upset. But make some uh, aliens do just look bad. I have bad news for you when it comes to us eventually meeting aliens. Yeah, but like not not aliens that we've seen before and then they're like, "Eh, we'll just make it look worse." Um, but anyway, Gore So I have a question. <sighs> yeah. It seemed like all of the humans that we could see in the crowd were of Asian descent. Did you notice this? Yeah. Yeah. What was what's what's the deal? Um, I mean, uh, most of the people on Moss Eisley are white. Most of the humans on Moss Eisley are white. So it it reminded me a lot of Rogue One, um, of how mm-hmm. 
all of the partisans, all of Saw's partisans, um, are like typically toward the people of color um, spectrum, are like definitely like brown skinned. Um, and it felt a lot like that, and it didn't feel good, but um, I don't know. Like, I don't know what this planet is. I. I'm yeah, sorry. I I like I noticed that I noticed that we had a person of color playing the Twi'lek right away. Like I just mm-hmm. there was I there were like things like in the first five minutes where I was like, oh no. I feel it's it's kind of like I feel like the thing is they will try to do more diverse casting. The problem is it's just uh, uh it didn't look great in the position that it happened in. You know. The problem is when the credits rolled, it was written by John Favreau, directed by John Favreau, produced by John Favreau. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I think and, it's, I think, and it's part- like they didn't do anything interesting with the Cobb Vanth stuff later in terms of like, he is basically like taking sacred items from a culture and wearing it, you know, for completely selfish reasons. And they never really address that because they're like, oh, he's still a good guy in the end. I feel yeah. like I do address it because so- he's like, I'll give it back. But it's not like Cobb was like, I'll give it back to you, no questions asked. It's like, no, dude, you gotta do something for me before I'm willing to give this back to you. I mean, Cobb Vanth is also a fuckwit. But also, so- I feel like part of it <laughs> is that, why care about Mandalorians? It's fucking... It's Boba Fett's armor, who gives a fuck? So- but like, if, if, if a Mandalorian... I feel like if a Mandalorian came up to you and was like, that is sacred... Because we find out in Rebels, too, like, the armor is passed down from generation to generation. The me- actually, the that's metal it. Is li- actually, okay, that's it. Actually, that's it. We're not Boba that Fett is yet. not technically not a Mandalorian. Like... <laughs> Canonically, yeah, okay, he is not. That's fair enough, but it, it, yeah, I don't Am know. I muted? It just didn't sit right with me. No, you're not. No, you're We're not just muted, arguing. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you just literally can't get a word in edgewise on this one. <laughs> anyway, sorry, about Nick. about the actual topic with people with like diversity and people of color and this issue is that what you notice is that even though they do try to include more, still a lot of the non-humans. It's very obvious that the non-humans who either don't speak basic um, or the non-humans where you can tell that they have like a person of color playing them or have more characteristics that lean toward people of color or non-Americans tend to be people that like beings that are seen as like villains, scoundrels, enemies. Whereas like for the the barkeep, the Weequay in the bar is like, seems very obviously like a white guy has like white American um, like facial features underneath the Wee Quay makeup um, and has that same kind of like accent and dialect as it. Whereas like, I think it's very obvious that the tree like guard um, is played by like a, a black person. And so mm-hmm. like, that's, that's the issue is that although there are more diverse people in this, they are not actually paying attention to where they're put yeah, in, the act, exactly. in the scenes. Yeah. And that's why you need people who aren't just white stereotypes. making these decisions. <laughs> like, no, actually, really quickly, I'm really glad like you say this stuff, Mick, because I have my whole, like, part facial blindness and inability to, like, recognize features or anything on people. Um, like, when I see an alien, my brain just goes, alien! And doesn't, like comprehend anything beyond that so i like it when you point this stuff out because my brain will not do it on its own so the mando sits next to gore koresh as played by john leguizamo <laughs> who's that he have you seen uh, moulin rouge yeah he's toulouse the small give me a moment his small friend um he also plays um tybalt in romeo plus juliet 
Baz Luhrmann loves him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, hang on, the Google images are opening. Oh, that guy. Yeah, okay, that yep. Guy. Um, yep. Gore Crash has a terrible toupee on. Um, oh my god, it's so, <laughs> so bad. bad. <laughs> but it's purposefully bad. It must bad. have been on yeah, purpose. It's purpose- yeah, it, yeah, it, it must had be on to purpose. have been on purpose. It's the vibe. It's supposed to be there, I think. Um, I really hope so, because it's bad. Um, and Mando goes to see him because supposedly he knows where other Mandalorians are. And Mando thinks that they, if he finds one, they can help him find the Jedi. Um, and Gora tells Mando that it's impolite to immediately discuss business. But he also said that the fights are no place for a child. So, like, make up your mind, dude. Um, apparently there's a Zuvio in the crowd. There is. There is. I saw it. I saw the colors and I was like, holy shit. And then I saw that little red visor thing that Heath has pointed out previously. Yeah, and I was like, God damn it. Heath is going to be so disappointed. We were robbed yet again. <laughs> yet, Just like, the visor. They must, they must be aware of you. And they're like, we need to put Zuvi on Zuvu in at a very specific time. We cannot use that particular costume yet. They're well, just they're waiting. Gonna hint at it. See, Zuvio should have yeah, been the Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna keep putting them in there for Heath. Zuvio should have like, been the marshal. Zuvio, oh my god, Zuvio should have been the marshal. <laughs> he should have been. That would have been so good. Um, Timothy Oliphant as Zuvio. <laughs> Zuvio just putting the fucking helmet on top of his I hat. I would have loved it. Uh, that would have been great. <laughs> yeah, that helmet wouldn't fit on Zuvio's face. It would not. It would be so funny. He just like carries it around yeah. in a stick. <laughs> it's part of the out. It's part of the look. It's it's on the top of his. Does he have a staff? He has he like has a staff like a, thing. Doesn't a he? long rifle. Know. It's a rusty oh, okay. vibroblade. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, of course. Mm, speaking of vibroblades, the axes that the dudes were using, the Gamorians yeah. were using, were vibroy. And that was very exciting. They were vibro axes. Vibro axes, and they actually vibrate. <laughs> yeah, like that's cool. <laughs> and not in a dorky dweeby way, like uh, vibrating swords. No, vibrating <laughs> electric knives. That's the word. Yeah. Not like turkey carvers. Vibrating no, swords. Turkey carvers. Yeah, they look cool. Yeah. I, I, was, I was very excited about that. That's one of my favorite things about Mando is the vibroblades actually vibrate. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look stupid like I expected. It looked really- <laughs> Shut up, Meg, shut the fuck up. It looked really stupid in the first, the first time we saw them. They look better oh, now. Oh yeah, okay, that's a good yeah. point. They look better yeah. now. They figured They've out mastered that... the vibroblade technology. They figured out if they if they put it next to a bad wardrobe yeah. choice that you don't they notice how bad the it is. I forgot, and they were like, "Oh I no!" Think... <laughs> there was a lot of effects in this episode that felt like like not completely underdone, but a bit underdone. And I'm thinking with like the pandemic, a lot of it kind of just got. Yeah, I totally have a feeling like um, a lot of people would have been working from home and stuff. So I guess that would probably yeah. be a part of it. Yeah, it's a good point that I haven't really thought about, but, like, the entirety of post-production on this happened after work from home. Well... Uh, presumably, anyway, because they finished filming yeah, three days I, before I think the it's also unfair to assume that everyone's working from home, um, because I don't think a lot of people were working from home. Yeah. Sure. I think there were safe ways for them to go to work. Um, and like in a yeah, working yeah, space, yeah. but like I don't necessarily think that they did all of the post production. I their do know that place. a lot of like digital artists were were at home, mm-hmm. um, which is why I was just assuming that. 
it'll be interesting. If, if they do the behind-the-scenes special for season two, I'm sure they'll go into this. It'll be interesting to see how the production was affected by all of this and if there are noticeable things that we see, mm-hmm. for example, or if it if we can't even really tell. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Gore Crash wants to make a bet. He'll give Mando the information he's looking for if it takes more than a minute and a half for his Gamorrean to die in the ring. If Mando loses, then Gorkrash gets his best for armor. Mando says, nah, he's not going to leave his fate up to chance. And Gorkrash says, neither am I, and shoots the Gamorrean while he and his guards all pull their blasters on Mando. Oh yeah, because his Gamorrean is losing as well. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He then explains, because all bad guys have to like explain their plan. That he has been like <laughs> collecting Mandalorian armor. Wants to harvest Mando shiny shell. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> just, a shiny shell is for mm-hmm. Mando doesn't flinch, of course, and makes a counter offer. You like shells? Tell don't him you? where the other Mandalorians are. <laughs> huh? I said you like shells, don't you? Generally speaking. Oh, I love shells, but like. I, I guess I would have never thought of, like, the Mando as, like, a crustacean. But now I'm thinking... Yeah, I wanted to see, like, call the Mando, like, a, a well, shellfish. Time to start. <laughs> the Mando fair. takes off his helmet and he's just, like, like 45 crabs in armor. <laughs> That's why he can't take his helmet off. That's why he can't take his helmet It's just one giant crab under the helmet. That's why it's, when he holds therm- the... That's why when therm- he holds... scissor punch. The, the, the thing it's on... Therm- Whenever he holds, um, like, the micro, the binoculars, whatever the fuck they're called, to his helmet, that's why he, like, constantly is moving them around, because it's a different crab's eye trying to see it. Oh, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> I'm sorry for everything I've ever said. I'm going to draw podcast. Crab Mandalorian, just for Thank the record. You. Oh, please do. I'm already <laughs> drawing Mandalorian Zuko, not Zuko, Zuvo, so, Zuvio. Wow. He knows. I'm just going to give up on talking for now. Yeah. Zuko. Zuvio. <laughs> Yeah, probably draw all those things, honestly. Um, the man, the Mandalorian, says that tell him where the other Mandalorians are, and he won't kill him. His forearm gear lights up, and Yiddle knows it's time to close the egg. I love, <laughs> I love Baby Yoda just being like, "Bye." <laughs> Yiddle's like, "Oh, Dad's got to work. Okay, okay, I'll go. I'll yeah. go. My, he's like, I know you want to keep me safe, Dad. I'll, I'll go, go in the show. Whistling birds, baby." <sighs> Mando kicks the egg out of the way as he continues to fight. It's a little interesting here that the only folks left fighting him are non-humans. Um, I'm sure it means something, but I... It's because they wanted to have more non-humans like doing cool shit, I think. I hope so. Or it's to make the point that like he's so strong, only non-humans can fight him. But like that also says something different about non-humans. But whatever, let's... Um, so he pulls out his vibroblade. And it looks way less dorky than it did when he and John Favreau whipped him <laughs> out first. And then the suddenly throwing a knife and spearing someone at a distance bit like never gets old. No never matter, gets old. No matter how many times I see it and whatever show I've seen it, it's always good. Uh, let's see. So then Gore Koresh ran and the Mando grabs like a, a rope gun. Weenie. It's a lot of weird guns around. And he all the Mandos have the little grapple guns in there. Yeah, in there. he's had it. That's how he connected to the Tie Fighter when he got flung around in his um jet board. Jet board. Jet pack. Woo! Mando just has a just has a hoverboard now, like a yeah. jet powered skateboard. 
like kick. Yeah, anyways, it was that gun that got him uh, flo- flying around like a dumbass. Yeah, it was just weird because it shows him picking up a gun, and I didn't think he lost hold of that gun, but I guess he did. Um, and then he hangs Gorkresh upside down off a lamppost, and he says that he'll tell Mando where the other Mandalorian is as long as he doesn't kill them. The Mando promises that he won't die by his hand, which sounds like he's doing the thing that Gorkresh wants, but also sounds like a no. It's like when you answer soon to someone's question, like, (laughs) hey, when can I see you again? And they say soon, and it sounds like a yes, but it's really not an answer. (laughs) Or like, hey, when can I go to the bathroom? Soon. Sounds like a yes. It's really a no. This is well, such yeah, a wonderful. And then they find out the hard way that I'm going to go to the bathroom whether or not they say I can. Because either well, I'm going in the bathroom or I'm going on the chair that I'm on. Well. <laughs> and that's how you teach people to let you go to the bathroom. Life hacks from Seth. <laughs> this is such a surprising hill of yours, Meg. I, we're always learning new things about each other. Listen, this is soon is not an answer. <laughs> 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 so, of course... The Mandalorian's just a motherfucking Tatooine. <laughs> and it was at this point where I figured out exactly where this show was going, and I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> because us. I've read Aftermath. Oh, boy. Oh, you figured that out real fast? Because I sure did not. I was like, is Boba Fett alive? Immediately, I, I was like, being alive. Immediately, <laughs> I was like, Cobb Vanth? We're doing Cobb Vanth? That's what we're doing? I am. Like, this is how stupid no, I am. Because I literally was like, Boba Fett's alive? <laughs> like obviously I mean, he's not yeah. I, was like, I don't remember them bringing him back to life in what? the books uh, okay, okay anyway anyway and um, that was just where i was when this happened right yes yeah okay yeah. and the mando has the same reaction that i did which is what the fuck i was just there <laughs> <laughs> but gorkresh assures him that he's there and to try moss pelgo mando's like fine and leaves gorkresh where he is but shoots out the light and he's definitely gonna get eight that was such a badass move where he shot right. out the light. Again, it really cool. again, it sounded like he was going to do what Gorkrash wanted. It was not correct. <laughs> so, Bantha, Bantha, Banthas. I love Banthas. I love the Bantha. So much Banthas. Like, things that they have. It's, we, it's so cute. I feel like, so, like, Banthas have been a part of Star Wars from the very beginning, right? And so, yeah. we feel like they're just, like, they're ever-present. They're so, they're such, like, ingrained in all Star Wars things. The but, like, Never before this episode have we gotten so well. Have Bantha fans been so well fed? Yeah, yeah. And also, and unfortunately, that eat a, a crate dragon in one in one case. Yeah, <laughs> I am a Bantha well fan. I am yeah. a Bantha fan through and through. I've been a Bantha fan since being a child. And getting this much much Bantha content was just like, oh, they so look good. so good. They're so they good. So good. They're so I dweeby. Got my stuff to Bantha and cu- and cuddled it. I can't talk. Uh, it's okay, Ash. You and me both. <laughs> Same brain. <laughs> Same brain. So he goes back to Doc in Ripley's docking bay. <laughs> yes. Oh, that got me so excited. I love Pelly. So you. if you had asked me which character besides Mando and Baby Yoda would be the first returning character from season one that we'll see in season two. Ripley. Like last person on my list, but definitely top of like who I want to see. <laughs> like, I was so happy to see her. I was like, yeah. never expected to see her. I you. think. This was like the most delightful surprise I yeah. think in this episode for, for sure. sure. It was, I, I love would, Pelly. Not this whole for scene, Seth. This not whole for scene. Seth. This whole scene was though. not the most delightful surprise for Seth, but this whole scene was amazing, and I got very excited about seeing the pit droids again because they're so they're such little idiots, and I love them so much. They're so yeah. stupid. And um, 
It's great because she stops the droids who are gonna like run into the ship because she knows that the manor doesn't like them. And he's like, uh, it's okay because of growth, because of IG11. Character growth. Um, I love it. I love it so much. And Kelly has been <laughs> so worried about Yiddle. <laughs> Fair enough though, considering yeah. his dad. Oh yeah. And if they ever divide or like bud, then she will immediately pay for an offspring, which I love her. I love that her first thoughts were like, it could divide her bud. <laughs> like that's how you get more of them. I mean, who the fuck knows what those guys, maybe yeah, that's exactly. how it happens. I love it. It's very spacey. Like it's, I love like how non like human centric it is. Um, and she's also happy to babysit while he's on an adventure. She wants to babysit so bad. But he's like, no, considering what happened the last time, I'm good. I'm just going to stick him in a bag. We're fine. Listen, that was not her fault. She took great care of baby Yoda. Oh, that was not her fault, but still. <laughs> she got to eat. Baby Yoda got to eat meat. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was so good for baby Yoda. Yeah. So with no hesitation, he tells her everything about the quest he's on. I, I love I love that Mando is very much like trying to put on this facade of I'm this big strong dude yada 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 like you can't like I'm a lone wolf in the universe but the second he meets somebody he likes he's ride or die like when he meets I Kara think- he's like okay now we're best friends when he meets grief and then grief betrays him but and then, then triple betrays them yeah and then gr- so and then the second them. grief proved himself he's like okay we're cool we're friends now and with pelly he's just like you really helped me this one time ig11 being i will like, protect i will protect you for the rest of my life kind of well, deal well like, technically i'm not a human so like it's okay if you take your mask off i'm like okay i see you I see and you that now, made IG him 11. like get rid of his droid problem mm-hmm. okay seth's like little head cannon going on since the start like since watching this episode has been that i'm pretty sure he is on the spectrum because he acts like it right like mm. his way of he doesn't understand people he's always telling the truth like he's brutally honest he's very compassionate and um like <laughs> the way he like attaches to people right like mm-hmm. it just all feels very on the spectrum he is very relatable to me in that way yeah i thought the I same just- thing I just thought it was so funny because he's just like, here's everything that's going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. I love I love seeing him, yeah, reunite with people we've seen previously because the mm-hmm. way he just does that relationship with everyone is so good. Can we also talk about how he's using quest as a verb now? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> like multiple oh. times. I have been quested. It's so good. I love the stupid boy. I have been quested by the armorer and she, well, she doesn't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> she's just no, like he does baby. It, but she supports him anyway show me but the like, baby credit, but like credit to pelly she's like okay <laughs> like, yeah, she's like i'm holding the baby so talk as much as you want we need the i would like to see the baby now meme with werner herzog but instead it's amy sedaris right. <laughs> i would like a butt of the baby um yeah and so she hasn't seen any other mandalorians around but when he mentions Mos Pelgo, she explains that it was wiped out by bandits long enough ago that it's not on any maps. Um, and since the Empire fell, and probably the fall of Jabba the Hutt has something to do with it too, um, it's been a free-for-all. And we call over Hero of the Galaxy R5-D4. I yes, cried! I got, me too, I cried! I was like, I, is that R5? Is that, that's R5! And Obi was, was like, I'm so what? happy. <laughs> I was so yeah, happy. So like, our, I have like a very, very close connection with that droid for a variety of reasons that I'm not going to get into. But 
I saw that Jordan. I cried for like five minutes. I had to pause the episode. Same brain, Ash. Same brain. Same brain. I, I love that Jordan. Love R5D. If you haven't read Fact Pov or that oh, specific Fact Pov story, um, in in the first Fact Pov, please do because R5D4 is a legend. So good. Hey, uh, Disney, can you send me a copy of that book, please? Because I'm not going to buy it. Just ask Tom. <laughs> I'm so poor. Is that Del Rey? Oh, yeah, it is. Del. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Del Rey, if you're listening to this, can you please send me a copy? I'm really hey, poor. Del Rey the person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Del Rey, if you listen to this. <laughs> so R5 has a map of Tatooine from before the war. Mos Pelgo was an old mining settlement, so on the map it still looks like nothing. <laughs> but he can't take the crest, so he borrows Rip Pelly's speeder bike. Yiddle goes with him, and Yiddle's having a real good time riding around. <laughs> Mando camps- loves taking trips with Dad. Yeah, Mando camps at night with some sand people, and they're like signing to each other, and it's great. Um, this is the Tatooine episode we wanted, Disney. This truly. is the Tatooine episode we please, wanted. <laughs> please just replace this. Replace the uh, the episode with Toro Calican. Toro Calican. Um, with we'll and I know I know we're not there yet. Toro Calican. Cobb mm-hmm. Vanth is such a glow up from Toro Calican. <laughs> I was so worried Toro Calican was gonna show up in this episode. Same. He's the Mandalorian. Was <laughs> I was dreading it. Yeah, it's bad. Um, so he rides into this town, which we can assume is Moss Pelgo. And others, oh, baby womp rats. I don't know. Baby womp rats. They were baby womp rats. Okay, that's what I thought. But um, everyone looks like a human, and they're all very suspicious of him. Very Mando, Winston. That's yeah, such an awkward scene when he's riding into town. This is yeah, <laughs> so, like so this uncomfortable. Is, this episode is probably the most Western episode of the Mandalorian. And I haven't, you know, we haven't seen the rest of the season, but like this has to be the most like western episode because there's even like an almost duel with like the back and forth and like so much so he parks the bike in front of a a tap cafe and he just leaves the baby in their sack on a speeder yep but at first i was freaked out by that things never change but then baby yoda came in on its own so i think he was like just like if you want to come you can you can do it no one leaves the baby in a sack on a speeder because the baby is just like gonna get out and immediately is peeking into the bar where the man and i think he didn't know that was gonna happen so he was like whatever baby can do what he's yeah i think at this point the baby's like pushed back fire and saved him from a mud horn and nearly killed cara dune that he's like i'm sure that he'll be fine <laughs> yeah but like you know you can still just pick him up so every baby. once in a while so i mean baby. maybe he was taking a nap you know like didn't want to wake up the baby no he was having a great time he's watching i think just the mando's being the mando <laughs> yeah he's like well this is what my foster parents did when i was a baby <laughs> <laughs> They're still learning. Uh, they left me in traps learning. and I just had to figure out how to get out. And we're like, that's so different, buddy. <laughs> so the barkeep seems pretty friendly, despite admitting that they don't have many visitors. And he doesn't seem to know what a Mandalorian is. And when the Mando says it's someone who looks like him, he points him to the marshal, who, of course, happens to be standing in the door. It's Cobb Vanth. Now, I had to... I had to like take a break for a moment here because I was like, oh, fuck, I know that name. I really know that name. What the fuck? Who was called? Yeah. And then I looked up and the first thing I saw was Aftermath. I was like, fuck. Yeah. So like I haven't, I've only read the first book of the Aftermath trilogy and I don't remember anything about it except Wedge Antilles is there. 
Mr. Bones, Ray Sloan, and Nora Wexley is a bad mom. Um, Nora Wexley so can, is such a bad can mom. Can someone so, explain to me Cobb, Cobb Vanth? Cobb Vanth. <laughs> can I, wait, There's sorry. Me. Before you do that, Ash, I apologize for interrupting. But can I just say that I don't think it matters? Like, and maybe this is unpopular, but there's like a lot of uproar because the creator of Cobb Vanth is a very polarizing figure in fandom. And like, it doesn't matter. Cause like- It matters to me story... because like, he's a smug bastard. <laughs> That's the only reason it matters to me. Like, I love Cobb Vanth in this. I don't, I really, like when I saw that, I was like, fuck. After... And then my second thought was, oh my God, they could use an Alex Freed character. So like, I'm not, not a fan of them using characters. And also like, Considering the story they want to tell in this episode, Cobb Vanth is literally the only character that makes sense for that. So, like, it's not even that they went, we want a Chuck Weed to character. Like, they were looking for a character that suited this thing, and it was that character. Um, like and so, like, I'm not mad about why, that. Why does Cobb- he suit? That's what I don't understand. Cobb no, I, only- I will explain that when we get further into the episode. <laughs> Cobb Vanth is only in the vignettes of Aftermath. Yeah. Oh, so I will, I will explain what I mean even- by that later. It's not even like it's not even like he's a character at all. He's just like somebody they decided to fill vignette on. He's a concept more than he ever was a character. So I don't. The thing with like when to quote unquote creating him, uh, it doesn't bother me that much because they changed pretty much everything about his origin anyway. They just kept the concept and the name, and that's all the character really was. In the like I said, I just hate that man being a smug bastard. Yeah, no, I don't like that he got the satisfaction of one of his characters, like, actual Star Wars. Um, to be fair, he did I have think- something in the last season. No, it was in the solo movie. Never mind. Yeah, I think just the the hard part for me is like being on Star Wars Twitter, and having people like then go into like deep analyzing, and then being like, oh well, because of this and this and this, of course, blah blah blah, because Cobb Vanth, blah blah blah, and like, and so it makes it seem like it does matter who he is and like why specifically using Cobb Vanth, because again. If it was just, I think, like Danny said, like, it could be anybody. Like, it really I could be he... Marshall Zuvio. And, like, for me, it wouldn't... <laughs> no, it wouldn't I, I, like change, I said, it wouldn't change the story at all. Again, I um, no, think, it wouldn't, I think but... what they did was saw the co- the concept of a character that had Boba Fett's armor. And from like the can the, pr- the existing canon they already had they had they probably like had the vague idea of an episode and then somebody in the story group was like well this character already exists so let's make some like adjustments to it yeah exactly That's like what, the thing is that the origin story is completely different yeah Except, I mean the, 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 is sorry Sam, like Cobbent is the character because I remember people freaking out in the when that book was coming out because they're like oh it's Boba Fett because they keep talking about somebody with like Mandalorian armor. Um, and that was very obviously Boba Fett's armor. Um, and then it's called Vanth. And so when they like introduce, like, if they're like, we want to have Boba Fett's armor on Tatooine, someone's mm-hmm. going to have it. Like, they've already got a character preset for that. They've already got a name. They've already got all of that stuff. They can just take that character and do whatever they want with it. Um, and I think that's why they picked this character. You know, it worked for what they wanted to tell. It wasn't, it wasn't really anything else. Like, they weren't going to just come up with a new character who had Boba Fett's armor now because they already had one that had it. I mean, I okay. guess it's the same logic but behind using, like, Saw Gerrera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the character exists. Why make a new one? Yeah. Okay. Because people on Twitter are just talking like it really matters that it's Cobb Vanth, and like I don't think it does. Cobb it does not such, matter at all. Such a minor character. I wouldn't even call him a character. He's just in the aftermath vignettes, which we don't even know if those are canon or not. Mm-hmm. So, well, now I guess they are. They're but... from what I'm guessing, they're canon in the way that like there's stories that have been told, but they're not canon in that they are immutable fact. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Kind of like a uh, fact puff. You know? Yeah, basically that, yeah. Okay, well, basically, don't listen to Twitter is what I'm learning. Yes. So <laughs> listen to Seth and Ash at all times. 
The Mando no, don't says, do that. <laughs> the Mando says he's been searching for him for many parsecs, which isn't incorrect, but also it's a very weird way to phrase I've been looking all over for you. That sounds so it was so funny. I laughed at that so it, hard. I was again, just very like, stupid Star Wars. What? It, really just, it really just bled of like John Favreau knows of that Han Solo scene. It's so stupid. It's like, like, he made the Kessler run in under 12 parsecs and, and was like, I'm going to throw in parsecs in it because I'm going to make like a cute throwback. to. But it still so doesn't. But like the way he says it doesn't even really make sense. It does because parsecs is a unit of distance. Right. But like it's still, I don't know, like in the context, it felt very weird for him to say. I don't know. It was like, so funny. It, it was, just, I laughed out loud. It sounded at real. It sounded, it sounded. I think Mando's just super awkward. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, on the spectrum, <laughs> thought like, he was being cool. Uh, was not I've been searching cool. for you for many, uh, yeah. He's trying to be intimidating. Yeah. Cause like you wouldn't be like, I have searched for you for many miles. Like that sounds weird. I mean, he does talk like a very formal person sometimes. Yeah. But that's not even formal. Dick. It's just kind of like a weird, I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was. Um, and then uh, Cobb, calls the bartender Weequay, which is his species and like not his um i think Weequay is Weequay in the aftermath thing but that's still his species it is um it's potentially in a similar way that i that i like call my sister sister it's just like <laughs> maybe he just calls him marshall so he calls him Weequay in return yeah i call i call him my closest friend's human no but you don't like that's the thing <laughs> and again i, mean, I like, do have friends I that do that i don't know if humans would like do that so i think again with this weekway being the only like non-human in town it was very like what the fuck (laughs) like even even if it is like an innocent like friend thing it's still very like this is the only non-human in town and you call him by his um a little weird problematic uh i mean they are um they are in a very rural mining community yeah so yeah definitely racist having grown up in one of those (laughs) definitely racist but again like it's it's space and it doesn't have to be and like i think that's the problem um i think also the people writing it just didn't even think about it i yes that is the issue (laughs) that is the main problem they have is they don't think about this is this is the issue here but we still gotta call it out every time we see it probably what ended up happening is someone was like oh a weak way oh that's his name and then put that on the script (laughs) What if they just accidentally forgot to, they had a name for him and then they forgot to copy and paste it into the script and then they print it and they're like, ah, shit, guess that's his name now. The number of times I've almost had my text go into a game with name in brackets instead of a character's name is ridiculous. But almost. Almost, because someone else catches it, thank God. Right, so I'm just saying. He's a professional. (laughs) Whoever was meant to catch that, you fucked up. Yeah. Um, I just really like the phrase, two snorts of spotchka. Uh, so good. mainly because can we talk about the sounds like a soup can we um, talk about the fact that everybody in star wars apparently drinks shrimp wine yeah yes great i love it because they're like wow now i've got all this blue shit let's do something with it shrimp but also wine. i get very i get so excited by blue drinks if you put a blue drink near me i will drink it i don't know what it is my little lizard brain is just like blue 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 so when i saw that i was like let me drink the blue so Cobb sits down with his two snorts of spatchka and takes his helmet off which immediately stops the mando and there's a beautiful no that's not why um 
So the that was my interpretation as well. Just saying. No, it's because he took his helmet off. Know, and like, Meg. what the fuck, <laughs> Doho, dude? You don't take your helmet off. Yeah, Doho, that, that's a throwback. <laughs> to be fair, I think him doing that revealed instantly to the Mando that he's not a Mandalorian. Right, but that's why he was shocked because he's like, yeah. hold on, you're not something's a wrong here. You're wearing the armor, right? Um, and the like, funniest they- thing about watching this episode is I watched it first by myself and then I watched it with my sister and during the scene when Cobb walked in the door she screamed Boba Fett and I was like do you think that looks you think that skinny guy looks like Boba but Fett? the armor is like fucker, like the sweater and this like scarf and like this dorky ass he looks so underneath. fucking stupid it's so <laughs> he funny looks, he looks terrible in that ar- that is in the arm like he's fine when he's out of the armor but like the armor makes his outfit look fucking terrible and I love it he's such a dog oh i hate it God, so good <laughs> love um, that this episode is just me hating stupid things and me being very excited by them um they do a close-up on the helmet and it's obviously boba fett's helmet um and it's timothy oliphant um, oh that beautiful man he's not beautiful i don't get okay it. no he's not actually beautiful but he's a re- like his comedy acting with his face i actually i really enjoy his face because of that it's not so much that i'm attracted to him i'm attracted to the way that he acts i think his acting was ordinary <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think he was fine. I he's think he's really good in Santa Clarita. Yeah, he's really good in Santa Clarita Diet, which is you why know what I love I'm trying him. to say I have not watched it. It's he's really fun. Like, he's just one of those very overdramatic people. Um, in that in that show, and like, I love his character so much. So seeing him in this was just like a transference of that, basically, in my brain. So he says, "Wow, he's never met a real Mandalorian." Um, but he knows that Mandalorians are good at killing. And that he's probably mad at seeing a non-Mandalorian wearing the armor. So he thought that only one of them is going to walk out of the bar. But then he saw the baby, which, baby, leave the spittoon alone. <laughs> and Get out of the spittoon, Yiddle. Uh, I, the moment I saw the spittoon, I was like, spittoon. the baby's going to get in the spittoon. Get out of the spittoon. <laughs> and uh, he thinks that maybe, you know, he picked, he picked him wrong. Um, so Cobb bought the armor from some Jawas. And Mando immediately tells him to take it off. Uh, but of course he won't. And then they're going to duel. And of course they're like both standing there. And I think it's just really fun because they do the traditional like close-ups on the guns and the hands and then close-ups on the face, but it's just Mando's helmet. <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm just like, okay, Cobb has got Boba's chest plate, helmet, and knee pads from what I can tell and gauntlets. Mando's got like a full suit of Beskar armor head to toe. Yeah. Yeah, he's not well, winning this. Well, like, also like he's not a Mandalorian, the, so he doesn't have to fight. And like the armor also doesn't fit him properly because also the scarf is a big. This is where you target. Like I love. It's also scarf, weird to be like make it. Th- there should be blood here. Yeah, like the <laughs> scarf is like here's where I'm like vulnerable. Like I don't. <laughs> this guy's like, such an idiot. I love it. Just, he just feels like he's bad at being a marshal. <laughs> Well, it is kind of established the only way he is the marshal is because he happened to kill some bandits, but only right. because he had Mando. Because of the armor, yeah. Because he had the armor and because the bandits were fucking I mean, And he's a pretty, he was a pretty good shot. Like, yeah, yeah he's yeah. not like bad. He's just not like a Mandalorian. Yeah. And um, that is a problem when you're fighting a Mandalorian. Right. And so before either of them can draw, the ground starts rumbling and alarms start blaring. And they look out the doorway and see something moving underneath the sand throughout the middle and of town. I, I started chanting, sandworm, sandworm, sandworm. <laughs> and it eats a bantha. 
I stopped chanting sandworm at that point. Uh, <laughs> sandworm. F in the chat for sandworm. No, F in the chat for bantha. I mean the bantha, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> F in the chat for, chat for bantha. For the bantha. I'm paying respects to bantha. Um, so after they watch it, Cobb says that maybe they can work something out. I really um, I really loved that moment. That I was, was charmed. Yeah, that was, was so good. Um, he's been able to protect the town from bandits and sand people, but he can't take on a crate dragon by himself. A what? A crate dragon. A crate dragon. Which we've seen in a, a new, a new as hope as a skeleton. Yeah. yeah. A big, long skeleton. Long boy. That was, compared to this one, a juvenile. Yeah. Yep. It actually probably was a juvenile because that's what the, the Tusken Raiders are sent to kill. Um... Oh, it was unconfirmed by also one of themselves. The, someone on Twitter, Ceremonies. someone who worked on it, like posted about how the skeleton was originally from another movie and then it was used in New Hope for a juvenile crate dragon mm. as well. So it's confirmed as one. I don't think, yeah, the Tuscan Raiders would necessarily go fight a full grown one. Well, it this is also in the FACPOV. Um, there's a Tuscan Raider story in FACPOV. Um, and like mm. that's one of their like, like passages, um, like rite of passage things is to. Um, fight gray dragon jesus christ mm -hmm. no pressure there um anyway those stories in fact pov you should actually they are very hey, don't worry send me a copy um so the crate dragon can oh so if the mando helps him kill it he'll give him the armor and the crate dragon can sense vibrations of ships flying overhead so they will have to bike out to where it lives and Cobb's uh speeder is a pod racer it's a pod racer. It's like half of a pod racer. It's, a po it's, it's half, half a of a pod racer. racer. And the sound it makes is the pod racer sound. And oh, it got me right in the heart. Oh, it's so, so good. Is it, isn't it not just a, a engine of a pod racer, but isn't it specifically Anakin's it's engine It's painted like racer? Anakin's. It wasn't like anything, but it's yeah. probably Anakin's. I guess it's I, just, probably Anakin's. I assume that's what they're going for because every pod racer looked a little different. And Anakin was the only one that had a banana, bananakin pod racer. I'm I'm really bummed that it wasn't Ben Quadraneros. Right, like, racer. yeah. <laughs> I think that would have been more fun. <laughs> but the idea of this guy just, like, scavenging things from previous, like, well-known characters, but still not being great, is just very funny. <laughs> um, so they're riding out, and we see that Cobb, in addition to the banana, half of a banana can sand uh, pod racer, also has the jetpack and missile launcher that came with <laughs> Boba Fett's Mandalorian armor. Um, and I want to know why he's not covering his face as they ride. And how does he think that the Mando can hear him? What is the word? In right? I put exfoliate because I know that's not the word that I want, but I couldn't think of the right one. <laughs> but it, it starts with E. No idea. <laughs> when you're just giving background to like the story. Exposition? Exposition, yes. <laughs> um, but... It's flashback sequence of immediately after the Death Star blew up, um, the Empire left Tatooine, which like, were they really, they weren't really occupying Tatooine. It was probably like a combo but... of the Empire being, yeah, well, we know they were because they're in Mos Eisley and A New Hope. Yeah, but it was but because they were looking for the the droids. Like, they didn't have a big presence outside oh, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like a combo of like Jabba the Hutt being gone. Yeah. I just think know? it's funny that they mainly talked about the Empire and the Death Star when, like, I think Jabba would have more of a significant presence on Tatooine. But maybe they're just like, people know the Death Star blew up. And so that's going to be more. 
like the audience watching. I think, yeah, better. it's kind of like it connects with um the end of Return of the Jedi where we get to see Master. I don't know where we see like a bunch of different places celebrating the Death yeah, Star going down. Just, Even though it doesn't actually make it's sense because Coruscant because they don't have care. that. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't care. They they weren't fans of the rebellion, and like they the Empire like also left them alone because like Tatooine had nothing for anybody. Make, make that's called a that's called a shortcut. They just, they're just letting us know in a very easy way that these people were excited that the Empire went down. And yeah. along with the Empire, like the old ways. I guess, but it doesn't seem like the old ways went down. Well, they, they, they obviously, that didn't happen most places, but like, it's I'm the sure there's like, there's some kind of Imperial presence on Tatooine, regardless of it's, you know, the brightest spot in the universe. This is the planet furthest from it thing. I mean, there were stormtroopers in Mos Eisley. Mos Espa? One of them. Yeah, yeah, because they were looking for. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, that same night, the mining collective moved in and turned it into a slave camp. Cobb saved the Weequay and then stole an ice cream maker from the bandits. <laughs> and the ice cream maker happened to have a bunch of Ciliax crystals in it. And I imagine the, ju- the, the little guys, oh, I've forgotten their name. Jawas. Jawas, thank you. I, my brain keep going to Jawas because I'm, I'm working <laughs> in a cafe, I guess. Um, my, my theory is that they just eat them. There's crunch them. I mean, I think they use them for things. No, they're very delicious candies and they Pretty definitely sure it's a power eat them. source. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, most importantly, we get the phrase of both suns shine on a womp rat's tail. <laughs> yeah. So good. I love that. So he wandered for days in the desert until the sand crawler came upon him. And they took the Jawas took him in and offered their finest stuff in exchange for the crystals. He asked for the armor, which was up in the corner. And then he went back. Uh, to Moss Pelgo, killed the mining bandits, and freed the town. And then, since then, he became the marshal who kept the miners safe from harm. Mando and Timothy, um, I just forget his name sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Mando and Timothy come to a stop through a canyon, which, like, is this Beggar's Canyon? Probably, because no one is that original. Um, <laughs> Because Cobb hears something. And it turns out to be a bunch of adorable lizard dogs. Oh, they're so cute. The moment I saw them, I was like, friends, little friends. They're so good. Still counts. Another way that I identify what with are they Mandalorian. Called? Still counts, I think. Still counts? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Mando stops Cobb from shooting them and speaks to them in Tuscan and offers treats and pets. And the lizard dogs love him so much. So Sulky good. hounds, my bad. What is Sulky it? Sulky hounds? Sulky hound. Like with an S? S-A-L-K-Y. Aww, sulky hound. That's so cute. So some Tuscans come out without weapons drawn, might I add. And he speaks and signs with them. And they find out that they also want to kill the crate dragon. So we go to a camp and we see some Bantha teeth brushing. I love it. They they take such good care of the Banthas. Dental health is extremely important. (laughs) I wish wish my cat would let let me brush his teeth. Can I... Can I just say, I think it's so cool that they, the Tuscans use sign language and it, they actually got a deaf person to play the Tuscans and consult on the sign language that they use. And I just think that's really cool. It's so good. See what you can do if you think about it. You can do amazing things like that. Yep. Yep. And look how easy that was. Extremely look how easy. easy. Um, yeah. God. And so they're working out a plan as they sit around a fire and a Tuscan breaks into a sand urchin. <laughs> it looks like a sand It looks like a kinna, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it hands it to Cobb. Uh, he's supposed to drink it, but of course he refuses because it's smelly. And the Mando's like, no, you better do it. 
Um, <laughs> but of course, Timothy starts fighting with one of the Tuscans and they start standing up and yelling at each other. And like the Tuscans, you know, they point out that like the humans steal their water and that like he, he specifically has killed many of their people. Um, and to get them to stop fighting, the Mando just uses his flamethrower. I also loved in this scene when they were sitting down, Baby, Lo- Baby Yoda was between dad's legs. Yep. Like yeah. sitting on the ground. That was so cute. That's where you sit. <laughs> I love that he just gets up and it's just like, well, this will shut them up. Yeah, let me just fire. <laughs> Din has, <laughs> Din has no like social like conflict resolution skills outside of fire. <laughs> yeah, Spectrum, once again. He just, he just Everything really- he wants to use his flamethrower and it's only worked once to where like it did exactly what he wanted to do so he needed another win with the (laughs) flamethrower please let him use the flamethrower he loves it (laughs) he's like he could have had more whistling birds or a flamethrower and he chose the flamethrower and he doesn't want to regret that decision (laughs) so you know the mando talks to them um and he tells both of them the same thing that if they fight amongst themselves the dragon is going to kill them all so shut up and just be chill (laughs) they are riding out on banthas the next morning and they leave a bantha out for bait at the entrance to the cave where it lives uh which is apparently an abandoned sarlacc pit oh i can't believe i'm gonna have to watch another bantha get eaten oh sorry yeah um a sarlacc pit is only abandoned when something eats the sarlacc inside of it. Yikes. <laughs> Cobb fans once again is like, oh, I know everything. And oh, you, you can't kill. They never abandon a sarlacc pit. And they're like, uh, they do if they did. Right. Like you live inside, <laughs> like you live inside of your little town in your little house. Like you wear a little helmet over your little head. Right. Like he said, he really does sound like every dude I went to high school with. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> It's like Bane talking to Batman, right? Where it's like, <laughs> I was born in yeah. The Tuscans are like, pocket. we were born in the desert. You have just adopted it, <laughs> which is true. Um, so <laughs> the Sand People have studied the dragon's digestion cycles. Very cool. Um, and have been routinely leaving out Banthas at the cave in order to like feed it, so it sleeps longer and like leaves them alone. And then they wake the crate dragon up and oh shit and went for the sand person instead of the bantha <laughs> i love it just why there was no reason to the bantha was a much e- better snack and everyone it was still, like, is surprised and it's just like you know what i'm gonna mix it up today i'm gonna yeah. get a crunchy little snack little snack roll um, maybe because i knew the bantha was tied up so i was like if i eat this guy i can come back to the bantha later yeah or that they're like you're the they're like the, the they know that the sand person is the one who woke them up so like that's why they're mad and so they're like i'm gonna eat you because you woke me up and that's who knows but i would also i would i would also eat the person who woke me up right, if I was a right. i think that's fair um so they go back to camp and there's some bones y'all <laughs> they use some bones to make a little diagram of like the crate dragon and their cave and the dragon is a lot bigger than Cobb guessed uh but no, they're not that big they're not that big, not that big. <laughs> and then he's like but i've only ever seen the head and neck and so like <laughs> shut the fuck up dude mando uh volunteer cops village <laughs> to help them get rid of the dragon. i, I, I love, love how democracy 
I love how just in a perpetual state of done Mando is this entire episode. He does not give a crap about anything. He's like, I just want that helmet. He just, just give wants me the, helmet. the armor back. I just want that helmet. He wants to get that armor back and get off this fucking planet. He's like, I'm trying to to you to reunite my son with his people, and now I got to deal with this stupid worm. I hate right. all. God. <laughs> Why is it anything ever easy? <laughs> So Cobb doesn't think anyone's going to volunteer because they were attacked by the sand people less than a year ago. That's not that recent. Like, you gotta let it go. Um, so they have a town hall in Weequay's bar and they're fine. The people are fine with the deal of Mando getting their armor in return for killing the dragon. But then they get mad um, when they mention that the sand people are helping them. And Mando's like, hey, They've survived here for thousands of years. They know the Dune Sea and the Crate Dragon better than anyone else. And that they do what they do to survive, but they will keep their word if the humans keep their part of the deal. Which is, if the humans let them, if they let the Sand People have the body of the killed Crate, and then they will they vow to fight beside them and never attack the town again until humans fuck it up. Yeah. It, yeah. That's, oof. Good luck. <laughs> that's an extremely fair deal i really it's love, a very fair deal i really love how the mandalorian has done more from tuscan raiders than just about anything else including like kenobi which yeah. was, up until this point was like the biggest tuscan raider thing like just show like showing their language and like it really makes like attack of the clones really interesting to me too because they bad. like they like play anakin killing them like that's his first step towards the dark side right, right. but Still in the back of your head, the way they present the story, Anakin saying they were they're animals, I hate them. Mm-hmm. But this is like saying no, they're people with a very like complex society, and they're just trying to survive like everyone else. Yeah, so it like yeah. puts a lot of it into perspective in a really cool way. I think it really adds some tragedy to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, they're out in the dune, and then a bunch of settlers come in and they start colonizing. And then they take things because they think that, you know, once they see something, they own it. And like, that's pretty Yeah, finders keepers, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the people do end up accepting this as a fair deal. The Tuscans come out to one of their mining posts and it is tense. <laughs> but this is the only chance for everyone's, well, mainly for the human people. They load up the Banthas with all of the explosives, which they probably have for mining. Um, and head back to the entrance of the cave. And this is all definitely going to go exactly to plan. <laughs> Nothing could ever go wrong here. Yeah. All of the Mandalorian's plans have gone flawlessly executed, <laughs> all of them. So the Kray Dragon is sleeping, so they have some time to work. The only weak spot is the belly, so they bury the explosives at the entrance of a cave. They will then wake it up and make it angry enough to charge. <laughs> Once it's far enough out that the belly is over the explosives, Cobb will hit the detonator and hopefully they wake it up and it starts to retreat after it comes out initially. And so they start throwing charges at it and they hit it with some harpoons and some ropes to try to pull it back out. And it has to keep coming out further, but it is really scary and it vomits acid. Yeah, that's a lot. Why? <laughs> it's like, it's okay. Wait, our dragon isn't terrifying enough. Right. Let's have it spit acid. Like, what the heck? It's so gross. 
And it's definitely like orange acid, which is like unappealing as heck. (laughs) And you know that it smells awful. Awful. It smells so bad. So Mando and Cobb take off in their jetpacks to the top of the mountain. Oh, hold. No, I skipped a step. So they set off the detonator of all the explosives, but it doesn't really work. And the dragon just dives back under the sand. And then it comes out of the top of the mountain. (laughs) Yeah, it just kind of comes out. I love that. It's so and dumb. And then just starts vomiting all over them again. Yeah, it has the high ground. Yeah, I, this is <laughs> horrifying. This is like when you hit the second stage of a boss battle in a video game and you're just like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it's like, like think you screwed. did it. You like set off the explosives. You're like, yes, I defeated it. And then it's like, <laughs> right. You're like, how come it hasn't gotten out of boss mode yet? And right. Why is it oh. still a health bar? Why is the music still playing? Why is the music gotten more intense? Oh, because oh, now it's coming that's out why of the that mountain. Mountain. I'm gonna get vomited on. <laughs> oh. It was so gross. Yeah, like it's bad enough for someone to throw up on you, but then also it's acid. <laughs> It's, it's, it's bad also enough for a, someone to throw up on you. It's worse when that person is 1,000 times your size and also vomits acid. <laughs> so, so unfortunate in so many ways. I mean, we've all been there. Maybe Crate Dragon just like had a total rager last night and just was not prepared for this level of activity right, like, so soon after all that alcohol. Like that's why they were so mad about being woken up because they have a gnarly hangover. <laughs> Weekway was bringing in the spacha. <laughs> He filled up that bantha with spacha. And he's just like, here you go. Yep. <laughs> God. So Mando and Cobb take off in their jetpacks to the top of the mountain and they just shoot at it enough so at least it stops puking. <laughs> Great. It like it tries to bite at them and then they dodge and it goes down back into the mountain and they're like waiting for it to come out again. But oh, surprise, it comes up from the sand behind them. <laughs> and then that's when the Mando gets an idea <laughs> so he tells Cobb to get his attention and he shoots him he does the let's bend over and shoot my rocket at him which is still the it dorkiest so move alive <laughs> the, the dorkiest move like it works but, great but, but it's so dorky i feel like we yeah. should say there's probably a lot of like gen xers uh, that freaked out when they saw that uh because that's how the boba fett action figure shot the rocket out of its back <laughs> Oh my god, really? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just John Favreau like, oh, playing oh, in his backyard. This is 100% just John Favreau doing his thing. Yeah, John Favreau was like, yeah, I remember my Boba Fett action figure did this. Let's do this. So Mando tells Cop to take care of the child and then hits his blaster pack so he sh- shoots off. Much I did like, like that. Much yeah, like sorry. how Han accidentally shoots Boba Fett into the Sarlacc pit. I did like that. It was cheesy, but I liked that. Nice like, callback. Boba Fett's, Boba Fett's jetpack, jetpack has a be for going off if somebody hits it with a stick. He's really got to fix it. <laughs> um, so the Bantha with the explosives tries to escape because it sees a crate dragon coming for it. <laughs> but the Mando uh-huh. holds on and lets himself and the Bantha be eaten by the dragon before it dives back underground. And that's how we ended up with Timothy Oliphant as the protagonist for the rest of the Mandalorian. No, I hate that. (laughs) When the dragon resurfaces, the Mando flies out and hits the detonator, exploding the crate dragon from inside, which is a baller move. But once again, F's in the chat. F in the chat for the Bantha. Um, Also, Will Smith did this in Men in Black. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I see you. I see you, John Favreau. 
Um, so everyone's, hooray, we did it. We killed the dragon, hurrah. And so the Tuscans are now um, harvesting the remains of the dragon. They find a pearl, an egg. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's know. A pearl. It's, called, it's called a pearl. Apparently they're very valuable, but nothing has disproven that they're an egg. It could be. So an I, think egg an egg. I think, I think it's, an, it's egg. an egg. I think it's an egg. Oh, it's definitely an egg. They're gonna they're gonna raise a new baby crate dragon, right? Yeah. Uh, they're just gonna start yelling the egg, the egg, suga, the egg. Suga, suga. <laughs> so either way, it feels like a little bit of an apology Favreau put in for me personally, mm. um, because I love pearls as I'm an ocean princess, and also Megan and Margaret mean pearl. Um, and also, or, like it didn't come egg. out full October, so it you want to get something in there. The last last time Megtober. So thanks. Thanks, John. I guess. I'm still gonna <laughs> I'm still gonna critique your shit. <laughs> yeah, you still need to be a bit better at uh yeah, but not being not 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 really thinking about diversity well. Yeah. I wanna let you know that I did notice. So Cobb hands over the suit and says it was well earned. Yeah, he got eaten by a crate dragon. Uh they shake hands and hope that they'll cross paths again someday. I hope they don't. <laughs> I hope they do. Panda's I like, I never want to come back to Tatooine. <laughs> uh, Mando- Ma- Mandalorian to Tatooine is as is Finn is to Jakku. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Must we go back again? Why, why are we, are, why are go we back going back? <laughs> so Mando rides off into the sunset. And we see someone is standing on a cliff watching them. And ah, it's Tamora Morrison! It's Tamora Morrison! It's Boba oh, Fett! God. Yeah, we're supposed to so we're supposed to assume that's Boba Fett. Um, it can't be it's Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett, right? It's Boba Fett. I mean, it could just be Tamora Morrison. <laughs> He's just there now. So um, I have to tell I have to tell a story about how I'm a terrible Star Wars fan. Oh great. So I watched this episode and I was like, oh, okay, mysterious man watching him. I guess that that will be relevant in the next episode. Oh, because this whole episode I was like, when are we gonna come back to Fennec Shand? Because the only reason I could think of why we'd go back to Tatooine oh. would be to wrap up this Fennec Shand thing. So I was like, oh, okay, this man watching them must have something to do with Fennec Shand. And then credits roll. And I'm like watching the credits, and then I see Tamora Morrison's name come up and I still didn't register. I was like, oh, they must have like, that's kind of fun. They must have given him a cameo that I missed somewhere in this episode because Boba Fett was like all about, and so I was like, wait, was he the weak way? Like who was to, and then it finally hit me and I was like, oh, I'm so mad. Of course, Fennec Shand I wasn't going to be in this episode. Because like I said, partial face blindness, very bad at recognizing features. It's very yeah. embarrassing sometimes. Um, especially because he's like, has no hair. He's looking a lot older now. So I saw his face mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, okay. And then I saw again. I I saw Tim um in in the credits, and I was like, oh shit, oh shit, and like quickly, very quickly rewound back, and I was like, yeah. oh my god, it's Tim, it's Tim, it's Tim, and then I like started yelling it, and then I like was yelling it at Aubrey, and then I was just like freaking out because this entire this entire fucking thing was like a giant monkey's paw for me because I got Timothy Oliphant in in Star Wars, but he's fucking Cobb Vanth, Chuck Wendig character, and then I finally got Tim. He's fucking Boba Fett, and the Boba Fett fans are gonna be the worst. <laughs> so, so what I did was I nearly ruined it for myself because I, when when I went to pause it to get up to go get something, I accidentally fast forwarded it to the end of the episode. <gasps> oh, <no. laughs> and I saw that somebody was standing, like looking over a hill. Oh, that would be the Mando because I can't, like, I couldn't tell the profile just by it because I immediately looked away from my screen and rewound it. Right. Um, and so I very knew 
<laughs> the end, I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Tamara Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I am very excited to have him in Star Wars again because he's and so I'm- good. And I'm so no, excited for his peep- accent. And I'm excited that he's that not like- wearing anything on his face. I yeah. That too, yeah. Because, God, that's a face that needs to be seen. Absolutely. Yep. I'm really annoyed at the people that are like, he, well, he could be a clone. I'm like, no, he's not a clone. That's both. No, he would be a lot older that. if he was a clone. You should, you should also, just go why would he be on re- reply back at them and be like, Boba Fett is a clone. <laughs> That's a really good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yuck. Somebody's like, like it's I, true, but it's still yucky. <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter that was like, oh, he might be Rex. We don't know. We're jumping to conclusions. He's not, he's not Rex. Rex. Look, okay. Here's the thing, though, right? Is that Boba Fett is a clone and the only difference he has from all the other clones is that he was not given the aging they're like accelerated aging the fact that he is this old like he's not old old obviously the fact he's like grizzled looking quite a bit older like appropriately aged yeah none of the clones would be that age literally none of them rex is gonna be like geriatric at this point Rex if he's old Rex ass is man dead. Rebel. Rex is dead. Rex is point. an old white guy yeah. in the Battle of Endor. So yeah. like, oh, don't even do that. To me. <laughs> and this man is obviously brown. Right. Yeah. And it's like it's Boba Fett armor. It's tattooing. It's Boba Fett. There's nobody else. In this it. isn't some it's stupid red herring. It's fucking Boba. Right. Fett. Okay. Right. Actually, actually, can I say my really stupid? Th- I just realized I did another really stupid thing. Is that when I read Tim in the credits, and I went back to him, and at first my brain went, huh. Jango Fett got his head back. survived. That was literally the first thing I thought. And then I was like, no, nope, there is another character, Boba Fett. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. Jango Fett got his head reattached. The, the moral of the story is that we're all idiots. I <laughs> know. Great stuff. Yeah, Meg got it right away. Meg's children are all idiots. <laughs> another reason we know for sure this is Boba Fett is this entire episode was John Favreau jerking off with a Boba Fett toy. Yeah, like, come on. Yeah. Come on. And I I think has the most compelling evidence there. It is very clear what is happening here. But I'm very, I'm like, I don't know how to feel about it, because on one hand, I'm like, there's a lot going on this season. There's a Boba Fett that we gotta deal with. Uh, The Darksaber, Yiddle, like, is there gonna be enough? You know, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Well, you know, Ahsoka's coming soon, too, right? And Ahsoka... Well, the Shut, Timothy Olyphant and fuck up. my <laughs> thing with it, my thing with it is I might spoil something, but it's like been common knowledge for a while. Since the Tim rumors and the Timothy Olyphant rumors were true, I'm gonna assume the Ahsoka ones are also true. I, I didn't even hear Timothy, Timothy Olyphant is also playing Ahsoka. Rumors. Yeah, I, I hope so as well. Oh god, I would, that would be so funny. I just, but I, I, I didn't even so know that there was a rumor of him being in this show. And yeah, I totally missed the back. Boba Fett rumors. Like, I totally missed that the Tim Morrison things were actual rumors and not just, like, people be- wanting it to happen. Um, even though we had a fucking episode where we talked about it, it still did not occur to me that it was an actual rumor that might actually happen. <laughs> I just, I'm preparing myself for so good to be in this I am show. Like, be emotionally so stealing myself. Just, just steal yourself by thinking about how happy Seth will be and just yes. be happy for Seth. And then you'll feel lining. happy in your own way. Yeah. Silver lining. Just be happy for Seth. Only if it does something for me. Like, I need the Mandalorian to then do something for me. <laughs> I, yeah. You got time. I'm sure they will. They because, like, yeah, but, like, I fucking hate <laughs> Boba Fett. I hate yeah, everything yeah, about yeah. Boba Fett. I hate everyone who loves Boba Fett. <laughs> like, I don't... Meg, you hate me? I just... Boba Fett's such a loser. <laughs> You're not That's wrong. That's why, why I find I like him, him enjoyable. Because he's actually useless. Yeah, if... 
if you like Boba Fett and accept that he is a loser, then you're fine. No, uh, I'm not one of the Boba Fett fans. Yeah. That's like that's you're not like, a oh, Boba, Boba bro, but like he's such a cool guy. The more the majority of Boba Fett fans are Boba Bros, and yeah. like I oh. I know because I was married, right? You know, married to one. <laughs> you know what would be absolutely great is if at some point during this, <laughs> Boba Fett <laughs> and um, oh god, who? What's the character that Giancarlo plays? Uh, Gideon. 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 Um, <laughs> Boba Fett and Gideon just make out. <laughs> what? Because that would make the Boba Bros so mad. It would be so good. If Boba Fett turns out to be gay. He's gay. <laughs> yeah, they make out and also Gideon is holding the Darksaber at the same time. Oh my god. You know what? If that happens, I know I'm they're listening to Rogue Padron. All the characters, it. you go with Gideon. Out of all yeah. the male characters in this show, you're like, that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't want Mando to take off his helmet. Or Grief. He can also make out with Grief cards. I was considering Grief as well. Yeah. Why not both? Both. Why not Actually, both? Yeah, that's good. Great. That's a good idea. Great question. It's just an episode where uh, he's just going on first dates with a bunch of people. To Might I out. propose Gore Koresh as a potential love interest for Boba Fett? He's extremely Ooh. dead. Or Dengar. They're in Legend. Bo- Boba Fett gets rescued by Dengar from the Okay, Star Wars. but I swear to God, if like, Dengar is in the If show. Dengar turns up, I'm quitting Star Wars. Yeah. I, I know. hope Dengar shows up. Why are we anti-Dengar? Like, Boba My Fett's already there. Let's paper, lead in. Man. Yeah, My first Star Wars action figure was a power of the force dengar oh like if they're gonna if they're gonna throw in some bounty hunters from that time period do forlom do zuckus yeah. right? think. oh my god like, please do zuckus i think there might have been something about bosk being in a while back i could bosk is great he killed corin's dad like I'm- get him in this <laughs> yes get bosk in there <laughs> uh, is here is bosk. that a great thing bosk is the reason that we have corin horn Corrin as horn. he is <laughs> Yeah, but he's a sexy lizard man. Okay, fair. <laughs> saying, I, I Jedi would have been a lot shorter if Bosk had never been around. No, because Corden still would have taken 12 years to find his way. <laughs> 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 oh boy. Um, yeah, I I'm really interested in seeing where this goes. It is very interesting to me that it didn't have any follow-up besides like him going on this quest to like find um, you know yiddle's yiddle's people um it didn't have any follow-up with you know the imperials or anything like that but i'm sure there's a plan i think i'm having a hard time with the whole my i have been quested to find yiddle's people and therefore the only way that i can do that is to find my people who are mostly extinct throughout the galaxy i think the problem here is that he is not super bright and he thinks that if he finds more mandalorians they'll know more about the jedi because no. all he knows is that the Mandalorians and the Jedi fought. He doesn't know where else to go to find out about Jedi. Yeah. Oh, baby girl, that's not. He thinks it will be he's not to bright. Find someone who has the answer than to get an actual answer. Yeah, he's not the brightest man when it comes to these things. I think he also just has no idea where to go or yeah. where to start. He's yeah. like space wizards, cool. The Jedi. I don't, like, I don't know anything about them. Oh, buddy. 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 I'm really excited for this season, though. Yeah, I forgot how much I love this show. I just... It's good to like Star Wars again. <laughs> yeah, and uh, known transphobe count in this episode was zero, so that's nice. It was zero. Yeah. So good. Way to go. Just just fake racists, with a, which I can deal with. <laughs> yeah. Used to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Saf, take us home. I can take us home. You can find us on Twitter at Rogue Padron. 
Yep. With an ad at the start of it. <laughs> I was like, that's right. That is who we are. <laughs> our website is roguepodron at gmail. Nope. <laughs> that's our email address. <laughs> our email address is roguepodron at gmail.com. Mm. Our website is roguepodron.com. If you want guides on how to look after your own baby Yoda, you can find them at patreon.com slash Subscribe and review us on iTunes or subscribe and find us on any other of your favorite podcatchers. We're great. Review us, please. Give us five stars just for the, if you, if you didn't realize five stars. Yeah. Yeah. That's all we will accept. All right. <laughs> so next time um, we should actually share our new episode schedule with y'all. That's smart. That's um, really smart. So um, we will still be doing main show episodes as we do the Podrilorian. Um, We're not just, going to do the Podulorian and then like never come back to Shadowfall um, but we also can't guarantee you when those will come out but you'll get some of both <laughs> <laughs> it's a surprise who doesn't love surprises I don't really but who doesn't love it's Rogue okay, Podrin you're surprises. on the show you don't yeah. have to be worried about this who doesn't love Rogue Podrin surprises <laughs> I love a Rogue Podrin surprise <laughs> like a full episode about the Panera menu what a great surprise <laughs> Uh, so with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off, riding into the sunset. Yeehaw. Yeehaw! Oh, I have spoken. That's how we end these episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> he died. He's not here anymore. Oh, we don't do that anymore. Okay, well, then we could just say the sun shine, or the two suns, wait, both sun shine on may, a Womp Rat's may tail. Both sh- may both <laughs> sun shine on your Womp Rat's tail. Perfect. <laughs> Season two, baby. Okay.